I turned on a podcast the other day and for what feels like the millionth time, heard someone talking about the two different ways people run their photography businesses. And they were talking about in-person sales and all-inclusive sales. And you guys, <laughs> I am tired of it. For a long time, I felt shy about raising my hand and saying this, but after five years of personal success and now success stories from hundreds of photographers around the world proving that my story isn't unique, I feel like it's time to come out and say it. There aren't two ways to run a photography business. There are three. <laughs> and the new one is the one you need to know about. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. Once upon a time... A long, long time ago, <laughs> back before digital photography became a thing, there was in-person sales. Obviously, the internet was really in its infancy at that point, so there was no such thing as online sales. There were no digital files to give people. Basically, if you hired a photographer, they would end up giving you proofs in some form or fashion. You would look through those and you would place an order. Oftentimes that was done in the studio where you went and had your photos made. Sometimes it was done with a back and forth mail option. But every time there was the shoot itself and then there was some sort of sales process after the fact. I don't know if you remember this process at all, but I do. When I was growing up, um, there was like JCPenney, there was Olin Mills, there were independent photographers. My mom had a favorite um, that we didn't really have the money to go to very often, but we uh, went to have portraits done, I think, three or four times from when I was a little kid up until my senior portraits, which were done at that same photographer's studio. And each time, we only ended up with a few photos from the session because we couldn't really afford to get many more than that. But the process was, you know, the same where we would get these proofs and we would make decisions and then we would order prints from that uh, photographer. And even at Olin Mills and JCPenney, it was kind of the same process. They just had it a little bit more systematized and automated and all that, but you still had to do some kind of in-person sales. But then in the early 2000s, digital photography comes along, becomes this kind of explosion where all of a sudden you've got a lot more people who are calling themselves photographers. They start, you know, some website back in the day when we were all doing our like flash sites. And, uh, and all of a sudden there were just photographers everywhere. And at that point, for those of you who have been around since that time or were aware of the industry at that time, it was kind of a crazy Wild West kind of moment. There was this like big division between the old timers and the new people. <laughs> there were these new digital only photographers, many of whom were brand new to photography, did not know how to shoot film. And, um, and the film photographers and the sort of old professionals very much like looked down their noses at these new photographers and said, you know, they don't know how to run a business. Um, they're not giving their clients good experiences. 
some of them don't even know what to do with their photos after they shoot them. So they just do the whole shoot and burn thing, right? That was around that time was when that phrase came into use um, versus the old guard with these in-person sales photographers who felt like they were more professional. And uh, many of them at the time actually refused to even sell digital files. They might have been doing some digital work or they may have been scanning their negatives into digital files, but they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't sell those digital files because they felt like it degraded the um, the product that their clients would end up with. And at that time, it really did. I mean, back in the early 2000s, you couldn't order professional prints from like as a as a consumer. So you were you were dealing with a pretty muddy situation. And um, and the, the old guard photographers really were. Uh, it was a pretty big divide. There was a fair amount of hard feelings on both sides. So time goes by, right? And not only does digital technology become better and better, but a lot of these photographers who learned on digital or converted to digital became savvier about the way that they were handling clients, the way that they were editing their images, Editing software got a lot better. I mean, the explosion of knowledge in the past 20 years in the photography industry is really a fascinating thing to kind of think about and look at and watch as these trends have kind of come and go and settled. And um, over the course of that time, it became harder and harder for these old guard photographers to keep their blinders on. The other people who were getting savvier were consumers, right? They said, no, I do want digital files, and I'll tell you why. Because now I know how to store them, or I think I know how to store them, <laughs> or you know, I want them for safekeeping. And those are all really legitimate arguments. And so over time, even the old original film photographers who either had stayed film or who had converted to digital started slowly but surely to be willing to sell their digital files, even if they were doing that at a high premium. I am hard-pressed right now to even think of a photographer who I know or know of who doesn't sell digital files, um, at least at some price. So, you know, at this point, there is a huge number of options for people to have their images printed. Um, and that shoot and burn mentality of like giving people digital photos has really come a long way. That that phrase, shoot and burn, has more or less transitioned into what we now call all-inclusive photography. Now, that's not to say that there aren't shoot and burn photographers who really are just showing up and taking pictures, not editing them, not doing anything, not culling. They're just pushing a button for lack of a better word. <laughs> but um, but the vast majority of people who are offering all-inclusive services are, you know, running actual businesses, right? They are, they have nice websites. Many of them are providing very high quality work. Sometimes some all-inclusive photographers are offering the option to purchase prints and things like that in an online store. And much of that is thanks to the software that is now available to just about any photographer. But I use the umbrella term all-inclusive to describe the various versions of this strategy that is at its core a no-frills way to photograph someone and then deliver files as your primary product. So 
you know, the, those are kind of the two camps. You've got the either old school photographers or new people who have learned those um, strategies because in-person sales and the, um, the, the experience that it offers can lead to higher sales averages. And then there are the photographers who are like, nope, we're just going to keep this really, really simple. And again, over the past 20 years, a lot has shifted. And for a while, it was really messy and wild. Um, and now I would say the dust has kind of settled, right? There is no question that there are successful photographers using both all-inclusive and in-person sales. But there's also no question that there are plenty of photographers who are failing <laughs> using both methods, right? There are photographers who are struggling with in-person sales. There are photographers who are struggling with all-inclusive because whereas both of those strategies have the ability to work well, they also both have some pretty significant drawbacks, and those are baked into the way that they work. So successful in-person sales photographers, they continue to give their clients this like high-touch experience, um, and they command higher prices that go along with that higher-touch boutique experience. So the benefits of in-person sales are that as a photographer, you are able to establish these strong, lasting relationships with your clients. And um, you can often, if you're doing it well, develop a very loyal client base. You can earn top dollar per client, right? Because you're leveraging sales psychology and um, and you are giving them an, an experience that is designed to encourage people to spend more money. And it often does. And then on the back end, your clients end up with beautiful products and a great experience. And that's part of what builds that loyalty and that really strong word of mouth business model because um, they have something that they can hold, they can look at that is a really, it, it's got kind of the wow factor that just gets lost when someone is given digital files that they either look at on their phone or, you know, maybe they send off to Shutterfly to get prints. On the downside, in-person sales requires a ton of work with each and every client, right? The nature of the business is entirely unscalable. The only way to, to scale in-person sales effectively is to start a studio, hire salespeople, have a, you know, like this whole operation. And a lot of photographers, especially these days, are just not interested in the big studio model. That's a, it's a level of management and business that very few people get into photography wanting to take on. Another big drawback with in-person sales is this, you know, kind of the necessity that that high dollar, low volume model uh, ends up putting a lot of pressure on booking each potential client. You know, when someone gets in touch, you're like, wow, this represents a lot of money and a large percentage of my income. And then it puts a lot of pressure on the sale once they have booked you and worked with you and you sit down for that in-person sales session. Even if you want to say like, I don't want to, you know, be high pressure. And a lot of people that I know who teach in-person sales say this doesn't have to be high pressure. It doesn't have to be high pressure. But when you feel the pressure of needing to make that sale, it in turn becomes a high pressure transaction. Like, the pressure exists there, even if you're not like pushing the pedal on your client. So 
A lot of photographers who take on in-person sales, they might make a fair amount of money when they're doing it, but they often burn out on the need to constantly be selling. They don't like the pressure that they feel. They don't like putting pressure on their clients. They don't like all the time that it takes. It becomes kind of repetitive. So, um, so oftentimes it doesn't work for people in the long term. Some photographers do really well with it in the long term. My experience with them is that those people are kind of natural salespeople and they get a bit of a high with the, uh, with the game of selling, which is nothing wrong. Like I actually personally feel that, uh, to a certain extent. I just know that there are a lot of photographers who don't. And in fact, a lot of photographers for whom that is an extremely draining experience. It's like, um, you know, when you talk about introverts and extroverts and how introverts, uh, gain their strength and their um, kind of their energy by spending time alone versus an extrovert who loves to be like out and mixing and mingling with people. Neither of those is wrong. It's just two different kinds of people. And um, and when you're an introvert who's trying to be an extrovert or an extrovert who's, you know, stuck in quarantine and has to be <laughs> alone much of the time, it it has a, uh, a price. There's a toll. So on the flip side... There are successful, all-inclusive photographers, right? And those people kind of know the sweet spot. They have found where the balance is, where they charge enough to make ends meet for them, um, and it's still low enough that they get enough demand to fill their time. So there's this bit of a, a balancing act there. When you are photographing and using that all-inclusive model, the benefits are that it is super easy, right? So you, the hardest part about that whole process is just getting clients in the first place. Um, and that can be a little more tricky because you don't necessarily have the word-of-mouth power that in-person sales can give you with that experience. But that's not to say that people don't do really well. You know, they find people on Instagram. Friends share with friends like, oh, yeah, it was great. It was so easy. And it is easy. So it's easy. You show up, you shoot, you edit, and then you send somebody a bunch of digital files, right? <laughs> it's easy to, to sell that because everybody knows what digital files are. And you can just say, nope, you get all the digital files. Um, they say, yes, you send them the digital files and everybody's happy. It's also fast, right? Because once you have a good workflow process in place where your um, editing is relatively fast and you're uploading as fast and you know how to use your gallery software, all of that, you can get somebody's photos back to them quite quickly. So um, from the time that you actually shoot a session to the time that you are done with a client is the shortest period of time possible. On the flip side, the and this is something that I think that you start to notice after you've been doing it for a little while. Hang on, guys. I have a quick message for you. Are you feeling stuck in your photography business? If you're bogged down or burned out or unsure what the next right step is, you're not alone. I've been there and I know firsthand that quicksand feeling where the harder you struggle, the more stuck you feel, which is why I created the Photographer's Business Plan Glow Up. The Glow Up is a five-part workshop designed specifically for photographers like you. In the Glow Up, I lead you step-by-step step through a process that will help you clarify your goals, identify the sticking points that are holding you back, 
get inspired by some of the systems and strategies that are working today in the photography industry, and then create a completely custom roadmap to take you from where you are now to where you want to be. It truly is a glow up for your business. Getting perspective can be nearly impossible when you've got your nose to the grindstone day in and day out. So this short workshop is an opportunity to reset, reevaluate, and rejuvenate your business, and it's all on demand. If that sounds like exactly what you need right now, click the link in the show notes or go to go.thiscan'tbethathard.com slash glow to get started today. When you're shooting and just delivering files and kind of that's it, you are creating a pretty negligible (laughs) client experience. Now, that's not to say that they can't have a great experience working with you when you show up. And that's not to say that they can't be very happy with their photos. Those two things are potentially the most important things. However, There's not a whole lot of handholding. And depending on how much you need to charge in order to be profitable, you know, if you're spending six, seven hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, even more, there's something to be said for it feeling like an event, feeling like a, you know, you've gotten something kind of luxury for your luxury spend. And I also find that a lot of photographers who end up in all-inclusive businesses, when they first went into business, they had this idea that they wanted to have this high-touch boutique kind of a business. They love to get to know their clients and work with them and, you know, get to know their, let's say it's a family photographer, like get to know their families, or if it's a wedding photographer, like they want to have this very high-touch experience. But in order to be profitable, they have to kind of shoot and burn (laughs) a little bit more than they were planning on. Um, Especially once you start to really fill your calendar, it's just this constant wheel. So, you know, you can see the big trade-off, right? Either you're prioritizing money and you're going the in-person sales route, but you're spending tons of time and you're spending actually a fair amount of money in the process because uh, in-person sales can be kind of expensive, Not to mention needing to constantly be selling, uh, which is its own bit of the trade-off, or you are prioritizing time and efficiency and you decide to go the all-inclusive route, knowing that while your clients may not be getting the most like luxurious experience, um, you're like, that's fine because I am, you know, I need that time and it's more important. But on the other hand, you're giving up some pretty significant potential income. Your in-person sales counterparts are making tons more, even if their photos aren't as good. So for those of you who know my story, you know that this was where I got stuck back in 2017. I had been running in-person sales for seven years. And even with my like happy to sell stuff personality, I was burning out because I was burning out on the sales piece of it, um, <laughs> even though they were paying, you know, these sessions were paying my bills. I loved seeing my clients get excited about their images. But other than that, um, the sessions were really kind of killing me on the inside. I felt a ton of pressure with each sale, and I struggled not to turn that pressure into pressure-filled sales. I would feel 
some panic um, or like stress when someone's order didn't meet my minimums. And all of that was ratcheting up because at the time in 2017, I was actually getting divorced. And so I knew that like I was preparing to take on this much bigger financial responsibility for myself and my kids. I felt like the walls of my photography business, which had been like a success by many measures for seven years, those walls were starting to crumble and I felt really trapped. So for a couple of months, I tried out all-inclusive. I was like, well, my clients are used to spending like $1,500 or more per session. So I'm just going to charge them like $1,200 all-inclusive and they'll think it's a steal and it'll be great. And I had almost no luck booking anyone, (laughs) including my photography clients who had been working with me and spending money, more money than that on a regular basis. It was like that big upfront number kind of scared them off. And then I was running my numbers and I was thinking like, if I have to charge $800 a session, I'm going to have to be hiring a babysitter so that I can go do work constantly to chug through all these different clients. And there's no way I'm going to be able to give them the same kind of experience. I also hated that like sending them the digital files with nothing else and no help and no context meant that they were not going to end up with any kind of real products. You know, my clients are parents, they're busy, they're generally not like super knowledgeable about how and where to source photo art. And I don't honestly think that they need to be, right? I mean, that (laughs) I don't know how to do their job. Why should they know how to do my job? But I felt like even though they would say like, oh no, I'm happy with digital files, then I would go see them a year later or whatever. And uh, the digital files that they had, and this was true during my in-person sales days, if someone bought digital files in addition to print, I would, you know, go work with them the next year and say, what did you end up doing with those files? And they would say, oh, I haven't done anything with them yet. And they would say it and they would feel guilty. But like, we all knew that that was just the way that it was going to work. Anyway, I knew that I had the ability to create amazing experiences for my clients. I had that experience in the past, and I knew that I wanted to give them art to show for the money and the time that they had invested in the session. And I knew that they were willing to pay for those things. Like I had a track record of this, but I really wanted to focus my time and my energy on the parts of photography that I loved the most, which was my art and my relationships with my clients, and then have time left over where I could be a present mom and human in the world. I did not want to have to work myself around the clock. When I thought about it, what I really wanted was a repeatable process, like a fancy checklist, basically, which when I followed that checklist would reliably give me profitable sales and happy clients. Uh, I kind of had that with in-person sales, but I wanted something less complex, um, but I still wanted the, (laughs) the client experience and the profits. And it was one of those dreams that seemed both totally simple and also totally impossible. And there were times when I said to myself, well, if it were possible, why hasn't someone else come up with that? But no one had. And so in my sort of desperate season of my own life, I did. 
The simple sales system leverages the client experience and sales psychology that are baked into in-person sales, but it brings them into the modern era by utilizing technology to automate or nearly automate those parts of the process that don't require a constant human touch. You do need to get to know your clients. You do need to create custom photos for them, but, you know, writing custom emails, creating custom guides for things, doing a custom sales session every single time. Not only do you not need to reinvent those wheels, when you do, it means that some days you're going to do a great job and then other days you're going to be off. You're going to flop. You're going to have your brain somewhere else and like your sales averages are going to suffer because of it or your client experience is going to suffer because of it. What I love about the simple sales system is that you can set everything up, all the pieces that are going to be either automated or semi-automated up when you are at the top of your game, right? You're having a great day. You're well caffeinated. You sit down. You have no distractions. Um, You set that up once and then you let it run on repeat when you are in the midst of busy season or up all night with a sick kid or even like in the middle of the night when you're fast asleep, your client, you know, gets that video that you made for them or whatever the case may be. And you don't even have to be <laughs> awake while they are going through that process. Then once you've got everything set up, you've got a repeatable system that is 100% customized to your style, your business model, and your target market. And that system guarantees profitability with each session while protecting your time and delivering a first-class experience to your clients. For years and years, in-person sales was the only way to run a photography business. Then digital came along, and the all-inclusive model was born. But simple sales is the new kid on the block, and I am literally on a mission to share it with the entire photography community, because the more photographers out there who are running profitable, sustainable businesses, the better it is for all of us. I teach the whole system for free in a 90-minute masterclass that you can get instant access to by going to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash simple. There are photographers using simple sales to thrill their clients and make more money in less time on every continent of the world, except Antarctica. (laughs) They're using it in poor communities and wealthy ones and for genres ranging from newborns and families to weddings to documentary and even films. There are brand new photographers who are launching their businesses with Simple Sales and even more photographers who've been in business for 5, 10, even 15 years making the switch because they know from personal experience what the pitfalls of the old systems are. If you've ever wondered why making a living as a photographer sometimes feels so hard, I want you to watch the masterclass and decide whether Simple Sales might be the answer you're looking for. Again, that is at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash simple, and I will link it for you in the show notes. You guys have a great week. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, Share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.